Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, this is Don't Tread on America, and I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is July 20th, 2022. Hope everyone's having a great day out there today. It's Wednesday. Um, in in my trying to keep my promises up with you guys uh, to uh, bring you guys three shows a week, uh, here I am today. So, uh, sugar and water. But I will say this about that. Uh, I don't have a lot to say, so I'll talk to you all later. No, I'm joking. All right, a couple quick things. This will be a quick show because um, I've been in preparations for a uh, good, very good DTOM show that will be coming this Friday. We're actually going to record it tomorrow on Thursday. So uh, I was telling Chris we were at the gym today, and I was like, I've got to get on there today and do something. There's a couple of things I want to talk about. Nothing major, nothing breaking, nothing that you probably haven't heard. I just want to give you my take on all of these situations because the news cycle right now is ridiculous. Um, you know, Russia and Ukraine still going at it. No one's really talking about that anymore because it's a bunch of bullshit. Gas prices are starting to come back down. Uh, no thanks to Brandon. And the interesting thing is, is the the uh, national average is still relatively high, but you do see some states that are, I don't want to say come back down normal because it's still over $4 here in Florida, but it's not almost 5 like it was a month ago. But uh, so that's the curiosity. I, I have a feeling my suspicions are that um, they're they're doing what they're doing to um to try and get that inflation number down so come next month it's it's not astronomical the interesting thing about that is um i don't think they uh, they know what the fuck they're doing i mean obviously they don't know what they're doing but if, i think if they think they can um bring you know just gas prices down that'll um <clears throat> That'll make the difference. Um, I did tell you about the website usinflationcalculator.com, and it gives you the current rate. 
Not the rate they gave us a couple of weeks ago, but the current rate as of right now, July 20th, 2022, is still 9.4. So it was 9.1 when they gave us the, uh, the numbers, right? So the to-date, up-to-date number right now is 9.4. Now, it was 9.4 the other day when we talked about it, so it hasn't fluctuated, although it is still 0.3% higher than it was when they released the numbers two weeks ago, or I guess I, mean, I guess it was a week ago. So those numbers aren't fluctuating. So um, <laughs> the problem is gas is really going to have to drop before they're going to see any kind of increase or decrease in inflation because it's not just about gas. It's the... Com- uh, consumer price index, all these things take into equation of of that number, and and it's beyond them. At any rate, wasn't going to talk about inflation. I just popped in my head because you know it's what happens. Okay, so I would say the big news of yesterday was the uh, the arrests of um, you know uh, the uh, the squad and uh, the other Democrats that were arrested. Um, at an abortion rights rally outside the Supreme Court. And uh, one of those folks was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or as I like to call her, Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett. Okay, so (laughs) when this popped up yesterday, I was like, holy shit, these people got arrested. And I'm like, oh, let me check out the news here. Let me see what's going on here. So... As the story reads, multiple Democratic lawmakers were arrested at an abortion rights rally near the Capitol on Tuesday, less than one month after the Supreme Court issued ruling that reversed Roe v. Wade. Democrat Reps Ilhan Omar, (laughs) Ayanna Presley, I'm sorry, Jackie Speyer, Bonnie Watson Coleman, Rashida Tlaib, Cori Bush, Catherine Clark, Andy Levine, Alexandria Ocasio Smoulet, uh, Alma Adams, Veronica Escobar, and Caroline Maloney were among those apprehended at the demonstration, which included a march from the Capitol to the Supreme Court. At 1.20 p.m., the U.S. Capitol Police wrote on Twitter that it had began arresting activists blocking First Street Northeast. Authorities say um, they gave their traditional three warnings before taking protesters into custody. As of 1.35 p.m., the demonstration was clear, according to Capitol Police, which reported that 17 lawmakers were arrested in total. Authorities arrested 35 people overall for crowding, obstructing, or um, uh, uh, so blocking traffic, essentially. The demonstration came more than three weeks after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, blah, 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 blah. So... I don't know. So I see this and I'm like, holy shit, they got arrested. So you you see the pictures of them being arrested. You see snippets of video of of these uh, lawmakers being arrested. And then I notice something strange. So I'm watching these quote-unquote lawmakers being arrested. So they show Ileana Omar with her hands behind her back. No police officers... It's, okay, so I've never been arrested. I have watched cops on TV. Correct me if I'm wrong. When you get arrested, you get handcuffed, 
whether it's behind the back or in front of the, you know, in front, behind, whatever, you get handcuffed and escorted by the police. So uh, I'm being arrested. My hands are behind my back. I'm being uh, walked to wherever they're walking me to. You know, the police officer has probably by my arm or, or the handcuffs or whatever and walking me to wherever. So Ileana Moore is walking down the street with her hands behind her back. and She was arrested. No, that's not how that works. Just the definition alone of arrested means that you're being taken. Not you go over there. You're arrested. You go over there. It doesn't work like that. It's not your parents. They're not sending to your room. And then you see the video of uh, Alexandria Ocasio Smollett. That's what I'm going to call it. That's her new name. AOS. She is AO Smollett. <laughs> Being escorted by the police, she has her hands behind her back with another, I don't know who the other lady was, an undetermined um, protester. And then, uh, so AOC has her hands behind her back. She's being escorted. She actually appears to be arrested, right? You can see the police officer. He's got her by the arm. Her hands are behind her back. And then, in a in a sheer move of Houdiniism, she gives the uh, the, the fist pump into the air. How in the fuck did she do that if she was handcuffed? Because she wasn't handcuffed. Now she comes out on Twitter today. Oh, I had my hands behind my back, so it shows that I wasn't resisting arrest and blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. The temperature <laughs> in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday was upwards of 92 degrees. Okay, not including humidity or whatever that may or may not have been there. So everyone in this country that is listening to this podcast right now knows that it's hot. I mean, if you, you live in Florida, it's, it was 90-something degrees so far today, so far, because it's only 320. And I'm not saying Florida's hot no one else is. The whole country is going through a heat situation. Of course, anyone listening to this that's a left-leaning freak show is going to say, global warming, climate change, blah, 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 blah. And furthermore, A.O. Smollett believes in climate change and global warming and all this bullshit, right? But it's 90-something degrees yesterday in Washington, D.C. And she's out there protesting, marching with the people with a fucking jacket on. Right? So she's out there. In okay, and this is where I'm going with this. This is where the A.O. Smollett comes into place. I believe this list of people that are here that I read. Um, looking at the way the the protesters were dressed. So some of these um, quote-unquote lawmakers that I read out earlier were dressed like the other regular Joe Schmo protesters. But when you see Ileana Omar, Ayanna Presley, um, Rashid Tlaib, Cory Bush, and A.O. Smollett, when you see these women, whatever, whatever they want to be called, I, I shouldn't offend them by calling them women, but whatever, they're dressed for work. What do I mean they're dressed for work? Well, A.O. Smollett has some, like, nice capri pants on, high heel shoes. She's got a long jacket, long length, long sleeve jacket on. Who who's wearing that jacket period in the summer 
number one, who's wearing that jacket, period, outside protesting, number two. Ileana Omar dressed for work. She's in slacks and a dress shirt. She's not out there protesting. The people that were out there protesting were T-shirts and scarves and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So here's what I think happened. I think this is D-Tom exclusive here. (laughs) What I think happened is they caught wind of this protest and said, shit, we need to get in on this. Ran out there, because it's not like it was... For those of you that have ever been to D.C., you can understand what I'm going to say. So, they said the... um, Let me see, where is it at here? Uh, The march from the um, Supreme... Or from the Capitol to to the Supreme Court, right? So, if you've never been to D.C., that sounds like... Well, that's a... They walked all the way from the Capitol to the... um, to the Supreme Court, right? Okay, it's literally across the street. <laughs> the Capitol building is here. There, I don't know the name of the road, but there's a street. And look at there, right across the street the Capitol is the uh, Supreme Court. So let's just assume that they were gathering at 120, right, uh, at the Capitol, we're across the street from the uh, Supreme Court, literally across the street from the Supreme Court. You live in a house right now. Look out your front window. You see your neighbor across the street. They were there, and they walked to your house. Don't bust me up with your bullshit. They got arrested because there was however many people there blocking traffic because, like I said, they had to cross a road. Then people were probably getting pissed off and honking and yada, yada, yada. And they were like, no, we're marching. We're right. We're, we're marching for the right to kill people. So I think, personal opinion, that the squad caught wind of this protest, saw what was going on because it was literally outside where they work, ran out there to get into the mix, and it was a photo op to show that they stand with the people. <sighs> If, if you are so stupid and gullible to think that any of these Democratic representatives are there for your good, you're insane. This whole Roe v. Wade thing is absolutely asinine. Now, what do I mean by that? It's asinine, right? If you live in a state of the 50 states that are out there, I think only 13 have said no abortions. And I think even of those 13s, there's still special circumstances to those. We heard the story of the 10-year-old girl that had to go from Ohio to Indiana because, you know, she was raped. And she needed an abortion, so she couldn't do it in Ohio. She had to go to Indiana. We found out that was a bullshit lie. She could have, she could have stayed in Ohio, number one. The fact that she's not even in this country anymore means that maybe... Hear me out. Uh, from what I understand, she was of Middle Eastern or Indian or whatever descent. Maybe her parents were embarrassed. They shipped her back home. I don't know. I'm speculating, obviously. But, and then everyone, initially when this story comes out of fucking Biden's mouth, we brush over the fact that she was raped. And then, of course, they leave out the part where she was raped by an illegal alien from, you know, Mexico or El Salvador or wherever it was from. 
we leave that part out because that goes against the narrative of letting everybody just roll right up in this fucking country. But nonetheless, the one of the representatives or whatever from Ohio said, you know, in, in these circumstances, she could have gotten an abortion right here in the state. She didn't have to go to Indiana. I think, like I said, this is just my personal opinion. I don't know for a fact, but I, I think it was more out of embarrassment because different cultures, people feel like it's your fault. You know, it's your fault that you got raped. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying some people think like that. But nonetheless, Roe v. Wade was not a constitutional right. It was a ruling that should have never been made. The states, and it's much like the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is actually a constitutional right. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say you have the right to kill a baby. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe it starts off in the Bill of Rights where it says the pursuit of life, liberty, and the, or, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, is it your life or is it anyone's life? Because if you're pregnant, that's a life. So they have just as much right as you to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm not going to get into a whole abortion thing, but nonetheless, this was a photo out for these people. They got quote unquote arrested. I guarantee you that if you go to, you know, DC, whatever, and look at the fucking booking photos for uh, July 19th, I'll bet you $100 that none of these names show up on that booking. So they weren't arrested. They were escorted out of the road. They chose to put their hands behind their back to make it look good for the cameras until dipshit A.O. Smole pumps her fist in the air like she's some fucking activist. She's a moron. All right. <laughs> Enough about her. But on to a, a situation involving, again, the Capitol Police. So we told you about a story, I guess it was about a week or so ago, about uh, Stephen Colbert's insurrectionists um, being arrested for being in the long, uh, what's it, the longhouse, whatever, and into the Capitol. They were told to leave. And uh, Cla- uh, Capitol Police released damning facts, slam the DOJ decision to not charge the Colbert Nine. So they were arrested by Capitol Police, right? They have proof of, uh, of what they did. And the DOJ is like, nah. Not a big deal. In the meantime, the same DOJ is in the process of prosecuting old ladies, uh, drunken, you know, Trump supporters, people that were just what's it? What, what was the what's the definition they're using for these people? Uh, parading or uh, whatever it is, basically trespassing. So you got these grannies and you got all these people that were kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time, so to speak, trespassing in the Capitol, they're going to prison. These people, of course, they lean on the left side of things, doing the exact same thing. No bubbles, no troubles. You're good. So one of the most most expected, predictable moves, imagine, the DOJ announced on Monday that it would not charge the so-called Colbert Nine 
after they illegally entered the U.S. Capitol building last June. Nine members of the far-left TV host Stephen Colbert's uh, production team were arrested on June 16 after refusing to leave the premises. Hmm. They, they had previously been told uh, they must have an escort and that their entry wasn't permitted. In, this, in its decision to not prosecute, the DOJ presented the situation as one big misunderstanding, nothing that the Colbert team members had been um, nodding, I'm sorry, that the Colbert team members had been invited by Congress, congressional members, including Adam Schiff. Okay, so let me, let me change a couple of words in this little sentence. The far-right uh, TV host, uh, Alex Jones's production team, were arrested on June 16th after refusing to leave the premises. They uh, had previously, previously been told to leave, or they must have an F- escort, um, and that their entry wasn't permitted. And its decision to prosecute the DOJ uh, as one, you know, blah, blah, blah. So let's, let's assume, like I said, that was Alex Jones's production. I'm just throwing a name out there. Alex Jones's, or uh, hell, I don't know, uh, Tucker Carlson's production team. Okay? And uh, they were invited in by Jim Jordan. So not only would that production team be facing charges, but Jim Jordan would probably be arrested too. So, and then I also have a problem with this. They had been previously been told they must have an escort. Okay, so go back to J6. There was plenty of video, not all of it, but there was plenty of video of people that got arrested. The, uh, the, the whatever, the Chewbacca guy, the shaman, whatever in the hell his name was, arrested in prison. If I'm not mistaken, the video I saw of him, he was being escorted by a Capitol Police officer. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. You guys know my uh, Twitter handle, whether it's DTOM underscore 1775 or PCGC underscore 1775. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Because I can show you the video of the Shalman being escorted through the Capitol onto onto the legislative floor by a Capitol Police officer. So technically, based on this, they had previously been told they must have an escort and that their entry wasn't permitted. These, a lot of these people on J6 had an escort. Go back and watch the video. I'm not talking about the people busting windows and the Antifa and the, uh, the I don't even know, the, the, shit, what was his name? Roy, whatever guy that was there these i'm not talking about these people i'm talking about the grannies and the people that were walking in a single file line staying between the velvet ropes being escorted by police officers this way come this way over here those people are in prison not to mention the fact that you now have some of these lawmakers coming out with with video of different congress and senators uh i think one was uh bobart and Marjorie Taylor Greene, where you could say, oh, well, look, um, you know, Jane Smith was visiting uh, Bobart, you know, the day before, and they had private tours. So we're trying to implicate these Congress people and senators into the same situation. Okay, well, this is the same thing. But no bubbles, no troubles, because far left TV host. Key words. So... Um, statements by the U.S. Capitol Police and the U.S. Attorney's Office of the District of Columbia on the uh, 
declination of prosecution against the members of the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, who had been arrested last month for alleged unauthorized entry um, at the U.S. Capitol. So let's see. Here is something that I can't see. Okay, here it is. <laughs> the United States Capitol Police has been working with the U.S. Attorney's Office of District Columbia on June 16, 22, unlawful answer case that involved a group of nine people arrested with the Late Show. The U.S. Uh, CP arrested nine people, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to keep reading the same shit. We respect the decision that was the office has made. Any questions? So, needless to say, let me continue reading this article here. Um, back to where I was at. Here we are. <laughs> what the DOG didn't do in its whitewash was provide all the damning information that should have been led to charges being filed. Now the USCP is doing that for them, responding to an inquiry by laying out the timeline, and painting a far different picture. If you read the entire statement, it's abundantly clear that this was not just a misunderstanding brought to you by a group of people who weren't aware of the rules. They were informed multiple times over multiple days via multiple incidents that they could not be in any of the Capitol buildings without a uh, credential escort. Earlier June 6, on June 16th, they had been escorted out of the Capitol Rotunda and told the rules. Their intent to ignore the law in order to harass GOP members isn't in doubt. It's also untrue that they were invited into the building on June 16th, which is the primary cause given by the DOJ for not pressing charges. Their scheduled meetings were on June 15th, Further, contrary to the idea of them being unwitting, the group was specifically denied the credentials they requested for that next day and chose to illegally enter anyway. Ironically, it was a Democrat staffer who called the police on Colbert's team because he was terrified by all the screaming and yelling going on. The idea that there wasn't enough evidence for the DOJ to at least charge them with misdemeanors is farcical. If this were a group of Republicans illegally entering the Capitol building multiple times to harass Democratic congressional members, they'd still be in solitary confinement right now. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows our justice system is a two-tiered joke. Being of the left in uh, Washington, D.C. is essentially get-of-jail-free card. Um, lastly, doesn't it sort of feel like the USCP is realizing it's been played by Democrats over the last year? and a half for political gain, Capitol Police have gone from being hailed as heroes on January 6th to having Democratic members openly defy them and accuse them of insurrection. The tone is that letter detailing the Colbert 9 incident is certainly a forceful and very interesting. Now, the interesting thing is here is with the uh, so-called arrest of these uh, lawmakers yesterday, uh, you know, with the Roe v. Wade situation. What would be funny is if A.O. Smole and all these these folks were actually arrested, actually handcuffed, put into a cop car and taken downtown, so to speak, and uh, booked. That would have been hilarious because it would have been a situation of, oh, you guys... You guys don't think we we're going to do our job? They're going to start. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. 
going forward as far as these uh, Democratic lawmakers thinking they can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want because essentially they feel like they're above the law. The fact that those names I read off, the lawmakers that were arrested for protesting, didn't get arrested. There's no booking photos. There's no proof of arresting other than the video of them being escorted off of the road because they chose to put their hands behind their back is whatever. But they're throwing it in the officers' faces that they're above the law. They, your rules mean nothing to me. But even more so on a little tidbit here. So I, I, I put on this section uh, as nothing to see here. So this broke late last night. Um, George Soros donates $1 million to Beto O'Rourke's bid for Texas governor. So there you go. <laughs> Left-wing billionaire George Soros donated $1 million to Beto O'Rourke bid to unseat Governor Greg Abbott in Texas, contributing to the Democratic candidate's feat of uh, outraising the incumbent during the past fundraising quarter. Nearly half of O'Rourke's record-breaking 27.6 million fundraising haul came from out-of-state donors, where Soros' heavy, hefty donation helping the Democratic side. Okay, so whatever. He donated money. Here's my problem. Here's my problem with all of this. And I'm not just saying this about Beto O'Rourke, because I'm sure it's happening to Republican and Democrat uh, people running for whatever offices. This is where they need to do some serious campaign reform. And like I said, I'm not just I'm not just picking on Beto because of this story. I'm talking about anyone running for public office. I don't care if you're running for city commissioner, uh, governor, senator, president. Well, not president, but because that's the whole country. But if you're in a state and you're running for a office in that state, whether it's a city position, a county position, a state position, whatever that is, the money you raise should come from your constituents. So if you're running for city commissioner, let's just say, or you're running for mayor, the money you raise should come from that city that you're running for mayor. If you're running for county commissioner, same thing. If you're running for governor, that money should only come from people of the state in which you preside. So Ron DeSantis, and, and I'm not saying that he's innocent in this. He might be getting out-of-state money too. I don't know. I'm just I'm talking about bed work, but I'm, I'm saying this, this should be law, period, for all situations. There's no reason that if Beto O'Rourke's running for governor of Texas, that, where was it at? Fundraising Hall. So half of his money, so $27 million, so $13, 14000000 million of that money came from out-of-state donors. So obviously there's an agenda there. You should only be able to run for whatever position you're running for with the exception of president Period. With the exception of president. Because if you're a senator from the state of Florida and you're running to be the senator of Florida, your money should be should come from Florida. Okay? If you're running for governor of Texas, your money should come from people in Texas. Because who cares what someone from California or from Indiana? It, it's none of their business. 
And and a reason I also bring up senators because their situation here in Florida, Val Demings, who is a congressperson now, and she was a like the police chief or something in Orlando. And I had actually said prior to uh, dipshit picking uh, uh, Kamala to be his running mate, he would have been better off with her because she's at least a little bit more well-read and better-spoken, but nonetheless, she's running for Senate in Florida. She's trying to take Marco Rubio's uh, seat. Now, she's a sitting congressperson, so it's not like she's new to the game, but a lot of her donors, most of her donors, have come from TikTok ads and stuff like that. Now, you have uh, Marco Rubio calling her a Chinese, whatever, because it's on TikTok, the ad, whatever, okay. But I could care less about it coming from TikTok or Snapchat or Facebook or whatever. My problem is, is where is the money coming from? Is, is she running for Senate in the state of Florida and getting donations from California and, you know, New York and Washington State and so on and so forth? If you're running for whatever position in whatever state, that money should only come from that state. That's my opinion, obviously. But you can't tell me that shouldn't be law. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And this damn George Soros, the name that shouldn't be named, fuck George Soros. He is constantly putting money into different campaigns from city attorneys to attorney generals of states to governors to senators. This is there is an agenda here. Look at the city attorneys in like L.A. and New York and stuff like that that this guy has gotten elected via fat-ass donations, and it's all in a guides to ramp up crime, like Beto O'Rourke's whole thing about running for governor is to get rid of guns. Good luck in Texas, by the way. But, um, you know, because he tried to use that Uvalde shooting as a, as a grandstand to, uh, to further his agenda. So you're trying to run to ban guns and too many shootings and so on and so forth, but then you have a person that's donating money to you that is all about crime. Thus, Gascon in L.A. and the guy in New York and what's her name, Cook in Chicago. These are some of the highest crime areas in the country with DAs that don't do shit to press, uh, press charges on people that commit crimes. But yet, you're going to have, and, and Soros is some of their biggest donors. Now he's back in governors. What kind of crime or uh, law and order do you think you're going to have then? I mean, shit, you just saw the, the situation up in, in uh, New York, what was it, a week or two ago, where you had the, uh, well, it's called a bodega, but what was Jill calling them? Bodega, bodega, whatever. <laughs> where the, the uh, old man, 60-something-year-old, uh, worker there in the bodega, working the night shift. Girl comes in, tries to buy a bag of chips or whatever. Card won't work. Boyfriend gets pissed off. He comes around to the back behind the counter, starts confronting the gentleman. Uh, gentleman's on tape saying, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble. The guy continues to push him and starts to beat his ass. The old man pulls out a fucking knife and stabs the dude in the neck, kills him. And ironically, the old man gets arrested and put in jail. I mean, now just yesterday, the uh, charges were dropped because you had everyone from the mayor down to the, the garbage man, you know, screaming from the highest mountain that this guy, it was obviously self-defense. I don't give a shit. You can watch the tape and see that was self-defense. So 
But my question is, and you'll never know the answer to this, obviously, because it didn't happen. But what if that that uh, the perpetrator that got killed, what if he would have been successful in his fighting of the old man? What, what do you think would have happened to him? Do you think he would have been arrested if he had killed that guy or beat his ass or whatever the case was? In the meantime, this old man defending himself at least at least twice the age of this guy, probably three times the age of this guy because this old man was 60-something years old. This guy was probably in his 20s, if I had to guess. So, but you're going to arrest him and put him in jail? But that's a George Soros-backed district attorney. But now you guys are going to try and vote for a, a George Soros-backed governor? Hmm. I wonder what kind of road you'll be on then. All right, guys. I told you. It's going to keep it short and sweet. You're welcome. <laughs> I got a... Me and Chris are going to have a, a, a really good show tomorrow. I, I don't... Well, like I said, I say tomorrow because that's when we're going to record it. You won't actually see it till Friday. And I don't want to give you any hints as to what it is about. And it's not a it's not going to be one of our typical uh, DTOM files conspiracy theory shows, but it's going to be a DTOM files because that's what we do when me and Chris are together is DTOM files. But we're going to talk about some very interesting things. And we have some new ideas for this show going forward. We're going to present to you guys then and uh hopefully it goes over well and uh and everyone loves it like they love the show but the best thing you can do is whatever podcast app you're listening to this on is please number one subscribe to the show nothing more than say boom subscribe doesn't cost you anything subscribe check out the shows Whatever app you're listening to, if it gives you an option to give us a rating or if you want to leave a review, please do so, preferably a five. And then also, please, another important situation, share this with your friends. You guys, we're, we're growing slowly but surely. This is, this is definitely what, in all senses of the words or the phrase, this is definitely a, mar uh, a marathon. It's not a sprint. And uh, to try and gain a foothold in this pod uh, podcast game. It takes dedication and it takes time. So that's why I'm trying to stay consistent with at least three shows a week. Do a couple of live Facebook shows. You can follow us there on Don't Tread on America. And, uh, you know, just keep sharing this with your friends one person at a time and we'll slowly but surely get there. All right, guys, with that being said, it is July 20th, 2022. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day Wednesday, and I will talk to you again on Friday.